Hello, and thank you again for joining me today for Giving 15. The title of today's post is God Needs Our Agreement. As we enter a season of commanding the forward, and for those of you that don't know what that's all about, I've given you a link that will explain it. It will be helpful to revisit the important biblical principle of agreeing and partnering with past generations. Declaring statements made in the past by God and those made by others at his inspiration is to do more than just honor predecessors. We do so to release the power of yesterday's words and promises into today. When God searched history to accent great lives of faith, he chose to list some that did not receive the fulfillment of their God-given promises. These people went to the grave with unrealized promises from God, yet they had truly believed, even making it into the great Hall of Faith, Hebrews 11. Clearly, they weren't deficient in their walk of faith. When they, when, why then did they die without seeing the promises fulfilled? The last two verses of Hebrews 11 give us the simple yet prof profound, incredibly important answer. It says, all these, having gained approval through their faith, did not receive what was promised because God had provided something better for us so that apart from us, they would not be made complete. Some promises made by God to an individual or individuals are multi-generational and not intended to be fully accomplished in their lifetime. The person or persons to whom the promise was made is sometimes only the womb in which the seed is planted. The following generation or generations further the growth brings it, the following generation furthers the growth, brings it to birth, and stewards that which is born. Jesus said, for in this the saying is true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you have not labored. Others have labored. You have come into their labor. The Greek word translated complete in the above verses from Hebrews, said they can't be complete without us, also means to finish, to mature, to reach the intended goal. Think about the ramifications of this. There are many promises God has made to individuals now in heaven that he cannot finish or fulfill without us. What he started through them cannot mature or reach its intended goal until we grab the baton and run our leg of the race. That is profound 
in its significance. Why wouldn't the Lord tell us to command the forward of America, that which was written and declared at the beginning? Several people have contacted our office asking how to find appropriate quotes from America's early leaders and founders. Three of the best books for quotes and information regarding America's beginning, I'm going to show them to you. I've listed the titles here. Three of the very best for quotes and information are Faith of Our Founding Fathers by Leo Godsick, I think is how you would pronounce it. Incredible. America, America's God and Country, Encyclopedia of Quotations by William J. Federer. Incredible. And The Light and the Glory by Peter Marshall and David Manuel. No better book explaining, clarifying, laying out God's plan for America. They are all tremendous. In yesterday's post, I shared a few quotes and facts you can use. In the remaining portion of today's post, I'll share a few more. First, regarding government. In 1643, John Winthrop, who stated, we shall be as a city on a hill, which we mentioned yesterday, organized the New England Confederation consisting of New Plymouth, New Haven, Massachusetts, and Connecticut. Their constitution, the first document in America where colonies united themselves, the first document where colonies united themselves, read, whereas we all came to these parts of America with the same end and aim namely to advance the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ and to enjoy the liberties of the gospel thereof with purities and peace and for preserving and propagating the truth and liberties of the gospel. Incredible. William Penn, author of the book, No Cross, No Crown, which he wrote while imprisoned in the Tower of London, was the founder of Pennsylvania. His first legislative act, the great and called the Great Law of Penn, stated, and Penn was short for Pennsylvania, the Great Law of Penn or Pennsylvania, stated, whereas the glory of Almighty God and the good of mankind is the reason and the end of government. Let me read that again. The glory of Almighty God and the good of mankind is the reason and end of government, and government itself is a venerable ordinance of God. Let there be established laws as shall best preserve true Christian and civil liberty in opposition to all unchristian, licentious, and unjust practices, whereby God can have his due. Penn was amazing. 
Penn asked God to make Pennsylvania the seed of a nation. And God answered his prayer. Our Declaration of Independence was decreed there in 1776. Four times it references God as our lawmaker, creator, judge, and protector. The Liberty Bell that rang there that day had inscribed on it, as we talked about yesterday, proclaim liberty throughout the land to all the inhabitants thereof. Our Constitution was written in Pennsylvania in 1787, born through prayer asked for by Ben Franklin. In it, our government's three branches were formed according to Isaiah 33, 22. The Lord is our judge, judicial, lawgiver, legislative branch, and king. He will save us. The righteous seeds Penn and others planted produced a righteous nation and government. We must command these truths embedded in America's fabric to come alive once more. Here are a few facts about our education system. 106 of America's first 108, 106 out of 108 colleges and universities were founded on the Christian faith. Maybe I should read that again. 106 of 100, 108 of, Amer uh, of America's first, sorry, 106 of America's first 108 colleges and universities were founded on the Christian faith. Students at Harvard and Yale were required to read the scriptures twice daily. Harvard's founders stated, all knowledge without Christ is vain. Its motto was for Christ and the church. Yale's founders stated that Quote, every student shall consider the main end of his study is to know God in Jesus Christ. End quote. Princeton's motto was, under God's power she flourishes. The first president of Princeton, Jonathan Dickinson, said, Cursed be all learning that is contrary to the cross of Christ. The great pastor, Jonathan Edwards, was the third president of Princeton. Noah Webster, who published the first American Dictionary of the English Language in 1828, said, I quote, education is useless without the Bible, end quote. He also said the moral principles and precepts contained in the scriptures ought to form the basis of all our civil institutions and laws. All the miseries and evils which men suffer proceed from their despising or neglecting the precepts contained in the Bible. And Webster also said, the principles of genuine liberty and of wise laws and administrations 
are to be drawn from the Bible and sustained by its authority. The man, therefore, who weakens or destroys the divine authority of that book may be accessory to all the public disorders which society is doomed to suffer. Profound. Worth commanding over our education system. What God began in America is not finished. Teleo. He needs our agreement, commands in order to complete it. Use these facts regarding her founding. Find more. You find more through research and study and command the forward, it will generate power. Let's pray. Father, you are the great Olam El, the everlasting God, who declares the end from the beginning. When our forefathers were stating their faith in you, declaring your plans and heart for America and covenanting to partner with you in fulfilling them, you looked ahead and saw us. You knew you would have a people in 2023 who would arise in faith and agree with what was declared back then. We are that people. As we do so, our faith today is not in our ability to declare or command perfectly. It is not in our wisdom, understanding, or abilities. Our faith is in you. Your mercy offered through Christ and your ability to work all things after the counsel of your will. With this faith, we command your purposes into our government, established under you and your word. We declare that you are our lawgiver, judge, and king. And I will add, you will save us. It's the rest of that passage. We declare that the seeds of righteousness planted in our land will bring forth righteous fruit not dead. We declare that the weeds and thorns will be uprooted and destroyed. We declare over our education system that evil and perversion will be uprooted. We declare that Christ and his word will once again be honored. We declare that all knowledge not rooted in him is vain and cursed be all learning that contradicts the cross of Christ. We declare that to know him is the highest goal of all learning. We command a return to truth and a rejection of deception. We pray and command all these things in his holy name. And our decree today is we decree that we embrace our God-given roots and destiny, 
thereby allowing God to finish through us what he started in this land. Amen. Amen. Get your list going. Ask God what he wants you to focus on. Government, education, whatever it is. Make these declarations daily. Make them with me. Make them on your own. Make them in your prayer groups. Make them from your pulpits. Command the forward. Thank you. Your voice matters. Thank you for joining me. See you tomorrow.